Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. I am your host, Diane Sorensen, certified life coach, hypnotherapy practitioner, mother, grandmother, and human fascinated with behavior and how to live our best life. My goal is to offer you another perspective, to see behavior in ourselves, our children, and others from another angle. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel more connected in their relationships. It's for anyone who feels the pull for something more. It's for parents and those who are not. This podcast is for anyone who wants to take a deeper look because this is where we talk about breaking generational patterns and outdated cultural beliefs, cultivating deeper connections in our life, and leading our life with more confidence and clarity. And I believe that's when beautiful behavior comes into focus. You can learn more about my process, me, and the three different ways in which beautiful behavior could come into focus for you at my website at diannesorensen.net. That's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Okay, listeners, let's go. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. And I've been battling a cold for the past week or so, so please excuse the crackly voice or the coughs that you may hear along the way here today. Um, but today I am happy to welcome a guest. So today I have Mickey Gardner here to share with you her amazing work. And Mickey has a new book coming out, The People Pleaser's Guide to Co-Parenting Well. How exciting is that? So welcome Mickey and Tell us a little bit about you and how you came to this space, helping people to co-parent. Oh, well, thank you, Diane, for having me. And I'm super excited to talk with you and your audience today. Um, yeah, who am I and how did I get here, right? It was uh, not intended, I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, <laughs> like I think everyone, you know, I never got married and had children and expected or wanted to get divorced and learn how to co-parent. But, you know, the path, my life led me on a path that while not intended, I really had learned and needed to learn how to navigate well. Um, and so that, that was sort of the impetus of me getting here. I am a certified life and conscious parenting coach. I'm a host of my own podcast, Co-Parenting with Confidence. And as you just said, um, I'm now, as of, you know, when we're recording this tomorrow, an author of my new book, which I am so excited about. Um, but I'm most importantly a mom to my 13-year-old son, who is um, just the greatest thing in my world, um, and my four-legged dog, which we can't leave Mr. Carl out. <laughs> he takes <laughs> up most of my time. Um, you know, but I really, uh, long story short, like I said, I just, I never intended to be here. I had checked all of the boxes, so I thought, um, to have a good life. I got married, I had a kid, I had my own business, we had a house, he had his own business. 
I was uh, just raging perfectionist and type A control freak. And I had it all together mm-hmm. until one night. And I found out that everything I thought I believed about my marriage uh, was really not an accurate uh, perspective. And um, it really took the rug right out from underneath me. My son was only about two and a half, three years old. Mm. Um, I tried desperately um, to keep the marriage together. Uh, We spent about seven months doing I mean, anything you can think of, I think we tried it Um, until one night I was driving home from a holiday party um, that I was hosting for my company. And he and I had gotten into yet another fight that went from like one minute, everything's fine. 30 seconds later, I am in full anger. And I thought, I just can't keep doing this. It's like it was a hamster wheel of Um, just getting triggered over and over. And I remember distinctly um, sitting on the side of the freeway at about, I don't know, 1130, 12 at night, sobbing, just sobbing. And I heard a voice and it said, is this what you want your son to see of you? And I said out loud, no, no, it is not. And I knew in that moment that it was my job to come to terms with whatever was actually going on and learn how to show up as the mom um, and the co- the parent of my son. And mm-hmm. so I woke up the next morning, made us a pot of coffee, um, sat down and said, you know what, like, let's call it while we still have somewhat fond feelings for one another. Um, and I said, I don't have any idea how we're going to do this. I don't know what it looks like. I I don't know, Diane, I didn't know anybody who was divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they say 50% of marriages end in divorce. I knew no one that was in my immediate sort of sphere that I could talk to. No one in my family, none of my friends. You know, I was in my mm-hmm. uh, mid-30s at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know what this looks like, but we're going to figure it out. Again, being wow. the control freak, I, I thought I could figure it out. And so we went on a very long journey. And luckily, I had a co-parent that, um, you know, he really has been very supportive. And we've been able to navigate this um, as best we can. But it's really my honor and privilege now because I made so many mistakes that looking back um, could have been avoided. Um, so really, I love being a coach and a mentor for moms now who are trying to learn how to co-parent in a really calm, confident, clear way um, so that they can really learn how to be the creator of their peace, not just peacekeeping, right? And so that was the impetus of the book and sort of how I got here. But I really firmly in my bones believe that every mom has the power to create a harmonious environment for her children, no matter what her ex mm. is doing. And so I always like to start there with women and, and their journey. Yeah. And I just, I love that so much. Um, and how, just what you just said, that, that every mom can create a harmonious environment, no mm-hmm. matter what their ex is doing because I think a lot of times I hear things like um well we have two different households and there's something completely different going on over there 
Mm -hmm. And when they come back, you know, they leave fine. When they come back, they're all out of, all out of sorts. And it takes me, you know, mm -hmm. X number of days to get them yep. back. Uh, so what do you say to that parent? Yeah, I believe you. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't I don't discount what you're going through. And I think that's the most important thing. But we can spend all day, every day, focus on what's wrong what is happening at the other house and how can we fix it? Well, newsflash, you can't, right? Mm -hmm. But the more and more you put your attention and focus on that, the less attention and focus you have on what you can handle, what you can control. And that is what is going on in your home, inside your body, inside your mind and with your energy. And so for me, it really is stopping before we can even start to look at co-parenting or what the other parent is doing or get into, you know, communication techniques and strategies. First and foremost, we have to really start with our own world, our own universe, which is happening inside of us to protect your well-being. Mm -hmm. Learn how to cultivate calmness, no matter the chaos. And really learning how to reclaim your freedom so that you have the ability, the capacity, the energy to be able to show up the way you want to. And as long as we are focused on the other person, the other co-parent and what they are or are not doing, I can almost guarantee you, you don't have enough focus on what's going on with you. And listen, it's way more fun to blame the other person, you know, and half the time they're so blameable. <laughs> You know, so easy to point, like, look at them, right? But yes. it doesn't help you and it doesn't help your children. And so most importantly, again, it's not to ever beat you up or to say that you are the problem, but it doesn't matter who's the problem. It matters who's the solution. So let's be the solution mm -hmm. for your children. Mm, I love that. No matter doesn't matter who the problem is. It's mm -hmm. focusing on the solution. Oh, I love that. And yeah. I love the, how you said that we're turning the focus rather than being other focused, because I think mm -hmm. traditionally we are right. We're always focused on what the other one is doing. Um, but when we turn that and focus on us and we can own, you know, first of all, become aware of what is happening inside of me, right? My thoughts, what, what thoughts are coming up? What, what is the energy inside me? What are my actions? Cause I think a lot of times mm -hmm. we're kind of, we, we know everything that's going on. We know all the actions that are going on with everybody else, but sometimes we overlook our own actions. Um, yeah. So I love you know, that turning that focus here, because that's the only thing we have control of. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I always tell, um, you know, I talk a lot about it, but I think that in the day and age that we're living and it's, you know, partly our wiring, it's partly how we're sort of made as humans, but it's really this world that we're living in right now is that we are living in a constant state of reaction. And if mm. we are not fully conscious and aware and managing our nervous system, our triggers, our reaction, we are just reacting. It's like living in a pinball machine where you're just being shot out into all the flashing lights and the pedals and the music and all the scary things. Instead, we've got to stop and learn how to take full responsibility. And I define responsibility as the ability to respond. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's really learning how to stop the reaction. The moment you get triggered, like I did that night, you know, it was hours later that I realized that I was triggered, but that's fine. You know, I've, I've yeah. shortened my time of reaction or response mm-hmm. these days through mm-hmm. this work, but it's really learning. Like when you are triggered, what is really happening inside of me? Because when you're able to do that, I call them the three A's there's awareness again, understanding your triggers. Then once you're aware of it, you can step into agency, right? The agency is just a fancy word for choice. What are the choices that I have available to me right now? And then from there, we take aligned action based on who we want to be, how we want to show up, not just reacting to what's happening around us, but really choosing who do I want to be and how do I become that person even in this little moment? Mm, the three A's, awareness, mm-hmm. agency, aligned, and aligned action. Yeah, I like that. Not just action, aligned, aligned action. action. What feels true for you? Yeah, because so I mean, it feels good to act. It feels good to react. It makes you feel mm-hmm. like you're doing something. The real question is, what action? What direction is this action taking me to? More mm-hmm. of the problem. More of, mm. more of getting involved in the drama, or is it aligning me with what I want? Even if that sort of desire is way out there in the future, right? But it's, we have to start thinking again in those solution oriented, aligned action mindset so that we can start to build where we wanna go. Because you know, ten, what you want in your life in 10 years from now starts with how you're acting today. And yes. so you've really got to start to think about that. And there's no be- more beautiful, in my opinion, opportunity than, you know, divorce is not something that you want. Separation, end of a relationship, they don't happen for really happy reasons, obviously. But it can be a real reset. It can be a point when you decide, what do I really want from this life? Who do I really want to be as a mom? as a co-parent, as a partner, as an ex, all of these things. And you get to decide and you get to start to write that story. But we do that when we're aware and when we're conscious. And we start to really, again, take those three steps, the three A's over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, I always talk about, you know, choice and action does one of two things. It either takes us in the direction we want to go, or it takes us the other way. And if we can be aware enough to assess, hmm, is this taking me in the direction I want to go or the other way, then we have a choice. Yeah. Um, because otherwise we're going along with life a lot of times not even realizing we mm-hmm. have a choice, right? I know I was in a time in my life when I'm just like, you know, well, I don't have a choice. I'm, you know, I'm just here. And I hear people say that a lot. Well, I don't have a choice when actual in reality, we really, we do have choices and it feels very powerless. Mm-hmm. You think we don't have a choice. So, so I love those. I, I want to speak to, I want to speak to what you just said too, because I feel like this is one of the things that I hear over and over is, you know, this idea that, you know, I, I hear the same thing, right? I didn't have a choice but to react to what the other co-parent did. 
right? I had to respond. I had to do this. I had to do that. And that sort of belief that you have to, not stepping back with a wider lens, is really what keeps us perpetually in the triggers and in the patterns that are creating more and more dysfunction, toxicity, all of, you know, negativity in our lives. But, you know, I always ask parents and moms that I'm working with, because they say, well, if I don't respond to that nasty text or the threat that he's making or whatever is happening, they're going to win. Well, win what? What game are you in? Their game? Or are you ready to win your side of your life, your peace, your decision to be the kind of mom you want to be? And not just, again, keeping the peace for everybody, but really creating your own and feeling it inside. Because you don't have to respond. And I know that it is infuriating not to. And it's not sexy to like not like really be able to like lash out and do all the fun stuff. But how do you feel after that versus if you're really able to sit, let go, forgive and say, you know, that's okay. I'm going this direction because my children and my peace and my calm mean more to me than anything. And those are the choices that over time create a life that you can really be proud of and love living in. Versus just reacting on autopilot to the shenanigans of the person that you used to be in a relationship with. Yeah, thank you for bringing clarity to that. And I think we get into that we so want to be right. <laughs> we have we really struggle with that. I need to be right. Be in, you know, and I I remember you know I did it too um, because it almost feels like if I'm not right, then like something in my being mm -hmm. is inadequate, I think is, is, is that feeling. Um, but absolutely what you said, when we can own that trigger ourselves, take ownership of that mm -hmm. and, you know, not have to react um, to what they do or respond mm -hmm. to it. It is so freeing when you get to the other side, mm -hmm. but yeah, when you're in it, you, it's kind of that messy messiness of allowing ourselves to be emotionally uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Yeah. It just yeah. happened to me yesterday. Like I was so frustrated, got so triggered by my son. Right. And then I just literally, had the whole experience and I'm just watching it. And I finally said to him, I said, you know what? This has nothing to do with you. I don't want to deal with the drama that I know or I believe that you're going to bring to this situation. So I gave in and I gave you what I knew I shouldn't have done. And now I'm upset with myself and now I'm taking it out on you. And it's very awkward. And he's staring at me like, what on earth are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry about it. Like bad mom moment. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Yeah. To be able to say, like, I screwed up, but I literally was watching myself like a movie do all the wrong things. And I'm like, Mickey, come on. But, you know, I couldn't deal with the emotion of it at the moment. And, you know, and we I'm ended so up talking about it later. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I think you brought up perfection. And I think that's so prevalent in our culture. And, I think oftentimes 
it's this idea of, well, if I'm doing it all right, there we go with the right hand. If I'm doing it the right way, I wouldn't get triggered. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you're, no, no. we're human beings. We yeah. are going to be triggered. And then it gives us the opportunity to understand what's going on with, you know, ourself at mm-hmm. a deeper level. And I think it's so powerful how you said, yeah, how you just told your son that. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really powerful for children to hear us say, oh, I messed up. I'm having these big emotions. Has nothing to do with you. It's not your job to, you know, make me feel okay. I'm dealing with it. You know, they're like, whoa. You know, and I think it gives them permission then to own their own stuff. Um, Right you know, when, when it's time for them to own, own theirs, when we own ours, we can let go. I talk about this all the, you know, trigger work. I get excited about trigger work. (laughs) I know. I like being triggered, but I know that when I stick with my own triggers, I learn so much. And it's so fascinating to me, what I learn about myself. A hundred percent. I think, um, you know, and part of it too, you know, it's the perfectionism, but I also know that, um, which is why I I talk a lot about people pleasing because as women, many of us are people pleasers, right? We are created. It's not who we are, right? It's a learned skill. It's a learned coping mechanism. And, but we all, many of us do it and, and we've, been told to do it, right? Like there's so much society, religion, culture telling us just be good, be quiet, don't have needs, do everything for everyone else. You don't really, you know, you don't really matter. Everyone else really matters. And so mm -hmm, all of these things, it's very confusing. And we get really a lot of praise when we are really exceptional people pleasers Mm -hmm. because people pleasers were awesome. Everybody loves us because we do everything. We get everything done. We're super efficient. We're loving. We're accommodating. We're helpful. We're all of the things, right? But sometimes, right, again, and we have this belief, well, if we could keep everybody else happy, then nothing will happen that will trigger us, and then we won't have any problems. So people-pleasing is essentially at the root cause, our own inability to sit with the discomfort and the unease within ourselves. I love that explanation of trying to keep everybody happy so that nothing will trigger me. Right. So we're trying to keep everybody else's peace Mm -hmm. in this false belief that we would then somehow feel the peace, but we don't. Because it's all a facade because we're trying to control other people. Right. And then we get it confused with this is kindness. Right. This is love. This is just being a good mom. Right. It's not kindness. It's lying. It's not respect. Mm -mm. No. It's all confused. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, and I think a lot of times with that, I see it with, especially with single moms and, you know, with co-parents is so desperately wanting things to be better that they end up overgiving or they end up just doing things again to be the peacekeeper hoping that the other person will reciprocate mm-hmm. 
right? right? They try to, they overgive, they overdo, they sort of bend their boundaries, they, all of these things, hoping that they'll get the same energy in return. But as we know, it so doesn't happen that way. And so, you know, that's really where I wanted to sort of have this conversation and start to really look at, instead of focusing on everyone else's piece, what if we just started creating more of it so that we were embodying being peaceful, being calm, being clear, being confident, right? Because when we start to embody those qualities more and more and more, what we do is we inevitably create less mess for ourselves to clean up later. You can let the other co-parent mess up their side of the street all day long, but you keep your side clean, right? Aligned with your truth, with your values, what you want. And this is a life worth living, in my opinion. And this is how we co-parent really, really well. Yeah, that is so good because that's really what so many parents, what I hear and what I wanted myself too, and what I hear so many parents say is, I want to feel peace. I want to be calm and I want to have more confidence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And and it is ours for the taking. 100%. Yeah. Oh, Mickey, this was so amazing. And I just love this conversation. We could keep going on and on and on, but you know, um, where can, let's end with two things. One, what is something, just some last words you would really like people to take away and then we'll let people know where to find you, how to get this amazing book that's coming out um, and all the things. So what do you want people to take away? What's your last words here? You know, I think if I really want every mom to know that she can reshape her world, she can offer her children, again, that harmonious environment. And we do that by really learning how to use the 3A framework, right? The awareness, the agency, and the aligned action, and really staying focused specifically as it relates to co-parenting on a very child-centered approach. I believe that children are the center, not the middle. We don't want our kids to be in the middle where they're part of a tug of war. Mm -hmm. Instead, we want them as the sun that we revolve around, right? And so as long as we can keep that approach, we again, keep our, we work really hard to do all the work to keep our energy balanced, our mind and our thoughts as clean and aware as possible and managing our emotions. Because when we're able to do that, we inevitably do experience less triggers. We're never gonna not be triggered, right? But we experience less of it. And I would say the one easiest way to begin to start is just as soon as you realize you've been triggered, hit the pause button and take three deep breaths in your nose, out your mouth. And if you don't feel more relaxed after three, do three more. My kid will literally walk by me and he's like, oh, she's doing the breathing thing again, where I'm just silent and I'm just breathing in and out of my nose. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I'm trying not to do something that I'm going to regret later. And just being willing to be that example then offers your children the example of you really being aware of what's going on and then they can learn to do it. You know, I believe that, I think it was Glennon Doyle said, you know, our kids don't need to be rescued. They need to watch us rescue ourselves. And so that's what this work does. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So where can people find you, Mickey? And how can they get this book? 
Well, I'm on Instagram, just my name, Mickey Gardner, M is in Mary, I-K-K-I. Um, it's the People Pleaser's Guide to Co-Parenting Well. It's on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. I'll send you a link if you want to put that in the show notes to make it easy. Yeah, awesome. um, and then my website is just my name too. So it's, they're all the same thing, pretty easy. So, All right. Thank you so much, Mickey. Go and find Mickey, get this book, and we're all going to be better co-parenters. Yeah. Thanks, Diane, for today. I appreciate all you do in the world. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show or previous shows, I would so appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review. I am so grateful for all of you listeners who are joining me here for these conversations because I believe it's through these type of conversations that we start to shift the paradigm, creating a more loving and compassionate world. I hope you will join me here each week as we discover new ways to show up in our lives and create a bigger impact. And if you are ready to take this to the next level, head on over to my website at diannesorensen.net. Again, that's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Get on my calendar and see how you can be supported and if we're a good fit so that you can get out of survival and into thrival. Change is possible and I've got you.